everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. What's up? How are you growing this week? Well, I feel like I've had more movement on the physical health front. I got the results of a hormone test I did, and there's some major problems, which is great because <laughs> it means there's an answer to why I can't sleep. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. That is very exciting. Yeah, it definitely would have been worse if you'd gone in and they were like, everything looks totally normal. No idea what's what's going on with this insomnia you have. 100%. So I ordered about 12,000 supplements, so I'm going to be the healthiest person alive <laughs> in the next month. I am so happy for you. Thanks. What about you? So after our mental load episode, Taylor has made so much effort. What a sweetie in so cute. I know he's made so much effort in like talking about it with me a lot more. And he's kind of starting to use it as a verb. Like if I'm sitting quietly and I'm thinking about something, he can tell I'm thinking about something. He's like, are you mental loading right now? I love that. (laughs) I know. And so on Sunday, we sat down and listed out everything that has to happen to like make our lives kind of run on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And then we went through them and assigned one to each person. And I'm not going to lie, when he took the first item on the list, like my chest like was fluttering because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have to let go of this and it's not going to be easy. Like I'm going to have to fully trust that like this is just going to be taken care of. And yeah. It's going to be a great practice for me, (laughs) Um, but I'm pretty excited about it. And he's actually taking on more items than I am. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. And I'm glad you're trusting him to do it. Yeah. Um, So I will definitely keep you updated on how it's going. And I was like, we don't have to do this forever. Like in the sense of like, whatever's on your list doesn't have to be on your list for all of eternity. Like we're going to do like a weekly check-in and see how it's going and all that stuff. So yeah, It'll I mean, that makes sense. It fluctuates over time. And the doctor told me today that I've basically been doing the equivalent of long distance running every day, even though I am not a long distance <laughs> runner. So it makes more sense to me now that Seb was carrying a lot of the load recently. So now I'm excited to get back to where I can shoulder more of the burden for him. Yeah, you've been running marathons daily, basically. I know I'm crushing it, but you know, maybe not crushing it also. <laughs> All right. Well, I am super pumped about our episode today. Um, My friend Trish, who is a longtime listener, actually suggested that we do an episode on birth order. And I've been pretty buzzed about it because I just find this really interesting. Maybe it's because I come from a family of three. And so I think we all have our like designated spots, hypothetically. Um, So yeah, I've been pretty excited about this episode. Shout out to Trish for a great idea. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Do you, I'm going to let you do the characteristics of an oldest child because you are the oldest. Well, maybe from a youngest point of view, there might be more things that I'm not catching on to, but I would say typically an oldest child is very achievement focused, can tend to maybe be a little controlling I was really big on getting all A's in school. Like I wanted to make sure I had good grades. Yeah, I feel like I was just really wanting to be good. Like that was kind of, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be good for my parents. I wanted to be a good older sister. Like as long as I was being good, everything was like exactly the way it needed to be. Okay. 
Yeah, I feel like with oldest children, you get a lot of your parents' expectations put on you because you're the first one. Yeah, that's would a good you way say to that's put true? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the middle child, which obviously neither of us are in the middle, but the middle child, I would say typically is sometimes lacking in attention from parents. Like they feel like they don't get enough attention from their parents. And I think that can show up as like acting out against their siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also think that middle the middle child can tend to be like wanting to keep the peace between everybody, um, mm-hmm. people please and st- stuff like that. Also, from what we read, middle children tend to thrive on friendships and have like larger social circles, which that's cool. That's great. Good for them. They got to have something, you know? <laughs> um, okay. And so for youngest children, which I am, they are typically fun-loving and outgoing, charming, attention-seeking, self-centered, which, you know, I didn't love reading that, but it's probably true. <laughs> kind of uncomplicated um, and they can sometimes feel like their accomplishments like aren't really original because their older siblings have probably already accomplished a lot of what they are interested in, which I was like, I know that is sad, but I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense because I feel like younger children tend to like be interested in the same things that their siblings are interested in because they just want their approval. Mm. And so it's like, oh, cool. You got a touchdown or like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, oh, my older brother already did that. I don't know. And then only children, we're not going to leave you out. They are typically mature for their age, perfectionist, leaders, very diligent. And this one was interesting because when I was reading about it, it said that only children have all the support of their parents, which is wonderful, but they also have all of like the expectations and dreams, et cetera, that their parents have. They like shoulder everything. Yeah. Um, which I would imagine could be pretty intense. Yeah, it's that undivided attention. It's great and also maybe a little overwhelming. Yeah. What do you know about how birth order changes if it's more than three siblings? Okay, so I think personally observing families. I feel like if there's four kids, then both of them are act as a middle child. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Like the two in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I think, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it just depends. But I feel like maybe the second child maybe starts to lean a little more towards like older child characteristics. And maybe the middle one leans a little more towards the younger, but they definitely share characteristics of middle children. Yeah. And then I would say after four, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. And I think it definitely depends on the age gaps there. Yeah, for sure. So if you come from a big family, I think we have no words of wisdom for you. I know, I'm really sorry, but please. But I would love to hear your experiences. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to email us <laughs> and tell us how it works, then we would be totally open to that. We would love it and would be happy to share about it on a future episode. All right. So I already spoiled it and told everyone that you were the oldest child, but. <laughs> Do you feel like you fall into the typical definition of that spot? Why or why not? I would definitely say yes. Um, The other thing is my brother and I are pretty far apart. And I think that adds a little bit of complexity to it because Mm -hmm. I was doing a little bit more like caretaking with him than anything else. I would definitely say I was like maybe a little micromanagey of him when I was younger, for sure. (laughs) I wish y'all could see the look on Bracey's face as she said that. I mean, I'm a little bit sorry about it, but mostly not. (laughs) (laughs) 
said in such a gingerly way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there any characteristics from like the middle or youngest that you feel like fit you really well? Or is it like pretty much full on no. oldest? Yeah, I feel like I'm okay. really the oldest. And I feel like he is pretty stereotypical youngest as well. Okay. He was my mom's baby. Like she carried him around until he was way too heavy to be carried. <laughs> until a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. As a <laughs> six foot tall gym rat. <laughs> okay. So we interviewed our siblings mm-hmm. and – I think this is really funny because Anna's like, yeah, talk to my sisters. And like the interviews were, you know, between five and 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's funny because Pat and I talked for maybe five minutes max. (laughs) And that is so stereotypical of our relationship because we're comfortable communicating with each other without any fluff. Like it's very Mm. to the point. And both of us are so just totally fine with that. So I got on the call and we talked a little bit about this and then... We hung up and that was kind of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I can't wait to listen. Okay. You ready? Okay. I have my brother Pat here. We are five years and six days apart. I am older and Pat is the youngest. And Pat, what do you think about the stereotypes about the youngest kid? I would say I definitely get away with a lot more than you did. So you think that you're a stereotypical youngest kid? Yes. What... Would you say that you got away with that I wouldn't have gotten away with? Well, I don't know of like a specific example off the top of my head, but I think just our parents were more lenient to let me get away with some things that maybe you wouldn't have just because they knew it wasn't as serious as a problem as they originally thought it was. I can give you an example for sure. When I got my license when I was 16, I was not allowed to drive to Raleigh for at least a year, I want to say maybe two, and you drove to Raleigh like the first or second day you had your license. Was it Raleigh or what? It was somewhere far. It was, which Raleigh from where we lived was almost an hour. So like it was somewhere far away and I was never allowed to do that. I thought thought it was the lake. Maybe, but either way. So that's a... I agree with that. (laughs) What would you say is the worst thing about being the youngest? I would have to think about that. I don't know. I mean, because I guess in comparison, I don't have a lot of things to compare it to. So I don't know what in terms of how I was affected by something, how differently you were affected by it. Okay. Was there anything annoying about me being older? Like, were, were there things that I got to do as the oldest kid that you missed out on? I mean, I would say yes, in terms of like when you could do things versus when I could, like things like driving and drinking, I guess. But uh, I think our age difference is so big that it wasn't as, I guess, imminent as it could have been. Okay. Do you feel like we got compared more or less because we're pretty far apart? Definitely less. Yeah, I think so too. Also, just the fact that we're you're a boy and I'm a girl, I feel like sometimes things are different because of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up knowing siblings that were a lot closer together, and I think they were almost, in a sense, like best friends, too. So I think they got compared to each other um, a lot, with a lot more scrutiny than we did. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting. My best friend and his sister were really good friends because they were so close in age, and I guess we never really had that connection uh, in terms of being really good friends. Yeah, I said this on another episode, but I feel like because we were far apart and I was already, I was five when you were born, it felt like I was almost 
a like a bit of a babysitter. Like you were kind of like a doll that I could play with instead of us being like friends. Not that we didn't play together and stuff because we did. It was just more of a gap than a lot of kids have. Yeah, I agree. All right. That's all I need. Yeah. Okay. So Pat mentioned that. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how our age gap made a difference and the fact that we were, you know, he's a guy and I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. I feel like both of those contributed to us having a very different dynamic than two siblings that were back to back. Yeah, that are like super close in age. Mm -hmm. I feel like any situation where siblings are back to back, they're going to be good friends. But I also think that introduces a lot of like competition between them. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And I've talked to some of my friends about this who are really close in age to their siblings and that like competitiveness and comparing, like it just comes more easily, I think, because you are right behind each other in school. Um, and so it's just easier for people to like compare you and like kind of put you side by side. And I remember for me, like Martha is four years older than me. And so we were not in high school together. We only spent one year of elementary school together, I think. And then we weren't in school together anymore after that. But I remember my freshman year, you know, people would be like, oh, you're Martha's sister. And I hated that. <laughs> I really did. And I remember one time getting kind of sassy with this guy who was, um, I think he was a year older than me and he loved Martha and thought she was like the best and so nice and yada, yada. And he said something to me like, wow, I like your sister a lot better than you. She's way nicer. And I was like, well, I don't care. We're totally different people. Like I, I mean, obviously, yeah. And so, and I also would purposely like choose sports or not do sports or whatever to avoid like feeling like I was living in her shadow. Oh, that's nice. um, yeah, but it worked out for me. So I'm like, I feel like I avoided that comparison to some extent. Yeah, Pat said that he didn't feel like we were compared, but I do vaguely remember him. He didn't love school. And I think that me mm -hmm. being pretty good in class, like I think my parents kind of had pretty high expectations. And yeah, I think that was probably a little bit difficult for him in the moment. Yeah. One thing too, that he said in there that I thought was interesting was about how he, you know, got away with a lot more than you did, which is, yeah, definitely typical of like a younger child. But I also was wondering immediately, I was like, oh, but is it also because he's a boy? And I think just in general, parents tend to be like more trusting of boys or not worry about them as much or something like that. Yeah, I think that he would say that that wasn't the reason, but I absolutely think it was part of the reason. I don't <laughs> Sorry, think it Pat. was, yeah, I don't think it was like the only reason that he mm -hmm. got away with more, but I do think that, you know, there's sexism is an underlying bias and there's yeah. no way, especially I feel like both sides of my family tend to favor boys anyways. And I feel like that's just super ingrained in my parents. So yeah. there was no avoiding it. Sorry, Pat, you're outnumbered on this one, bud. <laughs> All right. Well, you're the youngest. Tell us about that and your conversation with Martha and Sarah. Okay. So I think I definitely have some qualities of the youngest child, but I actually think I most identify with the middle child characteristics. And as we'll talk about in my interviews with them, Sarah, who is nine years older than me, she kind of went through a rebellious phase um, and was out of the house by the time, you know, I was 
I don't wasn't even out of elementary school when she like wasn't living in the house anymore. And I think because of that, Martha kind of took on the oldest child role. And then I just like moved up to the middle child. So I am absolutely a people pleaser. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. I am definitely a peacemaker. I feel the best when everybody else around me is happy and everything is calm and it's good. I also was a little bit rebellious. Sorry, mom. But being the youngest, I got away with a lot more stuff. And I think I just didn't have as much attention on me uh, in a good way. (laughs) So yeah, I think I definitely identify most with middle child. It's so fascinating that you guys have a little bit of a adjusted dynamic because of Sarah transitioning out of the house earlier in your life. Yeah. So I think that is our family is another case where because of our age gap, it just kind of changes things. Mm -hmm. All right. So here is the interview with my sister, Martha. All right. Tell everybody who you are. My name is Martha, and I'm the middle McNeely sister. Okay, well, you already answered my first question. Go ahead and tell us, do you feel like you fall into the typical definition of the middle child? I think I do in some ways. I think the sense of fairness and justice that middle children tend to have is very true of me. I also think I'm a very loyal person, and I think because of my my role in the middle, I can read people pretty well and can read different situations. Um, And that, yeah, those parts of the middle child feel very true of me. Um, I also think middle child syndrome for me was very real in feeling left out or overlooked or ignored. So I identify with some of the good and the harder parts of being a middle child. Okay. Do you feel like there is a position that fits you better? I think I am a blend of a middle child and an oldest child. I think because of some things that happened to Sarah when she was younger, I took on some of that oldest child role in terms of being um, a people pleaser or high achieving or responsible. I think in those ways, the oldest child feels more fitting for me. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. What was the hardest? the easiest, and the most annoying thing about being in the middle? I think the hardest thing for me about being in the middle was feeling like I didn't fit in. I felt like I didn't really have a place in our family. And I think another thing that felt really hard for me was because of some things that had happened with Sarah when she was younger. Mom and dad made parenting decisions for me that were in reaction to that and not actually parenting me for who I was as a kid um, and instead trying not to repeat other mistakes um, or do things the same as they had before. And so that always felt really hard and really frustrating for me to feel like I felt like I was being parented based on things that happened with Sarah instead of them seeing me for me. Okay. Well, and I feel like that's probably typical of most like oldest children is that your parents are more strict with the oldest because they're still like figuring out how to do this. And then as you go down the line, they get less strict and tired like they did with me. All right. What was the easiest? I want to have an answer for that question, but it's hard for me to think of like the good things that came out of that or the things that made it easy. I think I remember a lot of the hard things, and so it's hard for me <laughs> to think about the 
the things that were good about being in the middle. Yeah, I don't know that I would say anything was easy necessarily about being in the middle for me. Okay. What would you say was the most annoying thing? Although, I don't know if we have time for you to name everything, (laughs) but but you can name a a couple of things. I think I felt a lot of like jealousy for how y'all were treated. I think growing up, I saw Sarah as getting to do a lot of things for the first time. And, you know, she's older. And so, of course, she gets to stay out later. She has different different rules, um, which makes sense. But when I was growing up, I wanted to be doing those things. And then I would see you growing up getting away with things that I didn't get away with when I was your age. Or, um, yeah, getting to do different things that mom and dad would not have let me do when I was mm-hmm. the same age that you were. And just for our listeners out there, one time I found one of Martha's old diaries and in one of her entries, she, I can't remember what the whole thing was, but one of the quotes was definitely that, um, it was like, Anna gets treated like a goddess, which if the toga fits, I mean, wrap it up. I don't remember writing that in my diary, (laughs) but it feels very accurate. So young Martha, I feel your pain. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say about your experience as the middle child in our family? Oh, maybe one good thing, I guess I would say, that was part of my experience of being a middle child was because our our age difference is so great. Sarah's five years older than me and you're four years younger than me. I think there were have been times where I've been like closer to either of you, like relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely been fun for me to have strong relationships with each of you in a way that I think has been harder for y'all, at least when we were younger, because y'all are nine years apart. Yeah, for sure. Look at you coming up with a positive. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Really appreciate it. You're so welcome. All right. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of what Martha was saying. I think being the middle child was probably the worst spot <laughs> in our family. Just having to kind of fight for attention on both sides, really. Yeah, I don't envy those middle children, to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and it was honestly truly difficult for her to come up with like one thing that she felt positive about, oh, about no. being in the middle. <laughs> it was so a real sad. challenge. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fun to talk to her about. It, it was interesting. All right, so next up is the interview with my sister, Sarah. All right, I'm so happy to record with you. Um, Can you tell everybody who you are? I am Sarah. I am Anna's oldest sister. All right, so do you feel like you fall into the typical definition of oldest child? Um, I guess, yes, for the most part. I reread a definition, you know, prior to us talking about this and there was like one or two things that kind of jumped out as big, maybe not. But yeah, I mean, typically, you know, a little bit more confident, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it in Taking space. like a, <laughs> I've worked on that, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, being a leader, I guess, in general and definitely like my roles at work have, have often been, you know, more in charge or in a leadership role, at mm-hmm. least for sure. 
you know, I have an idea about like how I want things done normally. <laughs> Maybe Such assertive. A nice way to put it. <laughs> not, not bossy, not bossy at all. More like no. assertive. <laughs> Working um, on that too. <laughs> what are the couple of things that you saw that you were like, oh, that's not me? So I think one thing that stood out to me specifically was that, you know, children or the oldest child typically um, likes to mirror their parents' beliefs and attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, I was kind of rebellious in that way mm-hmm. from, from pretty early on. You know, another one, I guess, you know, it's typically responsible. And actually, I am very responsible in a lot of ways. But, uh-huh. you know, I think in my youth, because of more because of a traumatic experience, but you know, I didn't show that side as much or it came out in a very, very different way that didn't look like responsibility. I think. Yeah. What if like that our society sense. tells us is responsible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Do you feel like any of the other or like the middle child or the youngest child, do either of those fit you? better than oldest child do you think or you feel like oldest is pretty good I mean I definitely feel like I am the oldest child in most characteristics I would say I feel like a young child in a lot of ways too sometimes Mm -hmm. but um you know more just like playful and sometimes can be less serious um that sort of thing okay all right so what was the hardest the easiest and the most annoying thing about being the oldest? Hmm. So, okay. Hardest. Um, I think going first in anything is always the hardest. I would say, um, there's just no precedent really for anything. And so I felt I had to forge and create like all the pathways. And I would think expectations are really high. Because parents don't really know, like, what they're doing or, like, what's reasonable or whatever. (laughs) And so, yeah, I feel like expectations are probably high for oldest kids. Parents are hypersensitive and totally overly aware of every single thing that you do. So it's Mm -hmm. all a big deal. Sure. And it all warrants all this thought and discussion and, yeah, super high expectations, too. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. What was the easiest? easy. Um, I would say I always felt pretty certain about my role in the family and the place in the family, just because I had, you know, always been there as far as the, the, the you know children are concerned. So I think having younger siblings was always really nice, even though I might not have <laughs> expressed that when I oh, was really? was younger. It? Was it amazing? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But um, just having you guys like look up to me and, you know, look to me for certain things like that for me was, was really easy and lovely uh, part of being the oldest child. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. I didn't know that. And lastly, what was the most annoying thing? So definitely competing for attention. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do. I remember when Martha was born specifically and just feeling that shift from like, oh, hey, this was all about me. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) And you had five years 
where it was just you. Like that's a long time. Yeah. So that was a definite shift, but I don't, I really, honestly, the most annoying thing is seeing you and Martha do the exact same thing that I did. But when y'all did it, it was no big deal whatsoever. (laughs) You could do whatever you wanted. And it was like barely even a conversation. Like they totally loosened up the rules. They weren't clocking anything anymore. It was like, we're done. You guys do what you want. And then literally every time I turned my head, it was a big deal. So... (laughs) Oh, that's really true. I remember one time (laughs) when I came home late on curfew and I came in and like mom and dad were in the kitchen and I like opened my mouth to be like, the reason I'm late is because, and and dad was like, listen, we have literally heard every single excuse. (laughs) It's fine. Just don't do it again. And it was like, all right. (laughs) Cool. I feel like mom and dad had no idea what you were doing at all no. <laughs> throughout high school, basically. Um, that's sur- another episode. I survived, but. and that's all they need to know. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. I really appreciate it. Of course, babe. It was a pleasure. Okay. So Sarah's was pretty interesting to me because I think we had probably never really talked about birth order before. And so I definitely only saw her as like the youngest child. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, she was so fun and outgoing and kind of did her own thing. And so it was interesting to hear her describe herself accurately about a lot of the oldest child characteristics, but I just hadn't thought about the possibility of it being like kind of a blended thing when I was younger. So you did not see her as a stereotypical oldest child, but she saw herself that way. Yes. And she definitely, I don't know, when she described it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. When I was younger, you know, I was seven when Sarah was 16. And so my memories of her are like, she was super like outgoing and she had a lot of fun. She was very mysterious to me. She was very rebellious. That was definitely how I saw her until I, you know, grew up and have a relationship with her. Like as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, like she does have a lot of characteristics of an oldest child. Like she is uh, very high achieving and she is responsible and she is reliable um, and she absolutely loves to be in charge of things. So yeah, but when I was younger, I did not see her as the typical oldest child. Sometimes too, I think that with oldest kids, myself included, we feel like we have to be so responsible all the time that sometimes that just comes to a head and we're like, okay, I need to like not be responsible 100% of my existence. And so that can manifest as like acting out or like a rebellious phase or whatever. I've seen that in some other oldest children too. Yeah, I think that probably was definitely part of it. I think that that pressure or the expectations or whatever she was feeling as the oldest child like paired with you know, this traumatic experience she had when she was younger, it just kind of changed the course of her life in a lot of ways. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I remember being in high school and thinking it's not fair that all of my friends are doing all of this stuff, doing things like drinking and like sneaking out of the house and things like that. And I was always just so good. And it felt like it wasn't fair that like my parents never let me have any fun. Yeah. 
or like acknowledged like all these like great choices that you were making and yeah, how responsible right. you were being. And every time they got mad at me, I was like, but you don't see it. I'm like such a good kid g- compared to all the rest of the people my age. Like, why can't yeah. you just tell me I'm a good kid? Right. Like, let me Even though stay they out probably past told curfew me that one night. All the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just don't remember those things. Yeah. All right. So what was the hardest thing for you about being the oldest? Which honestly, I feel like you actually just kind of answered. <laughs> probably. Yeah I, yeah. I do think it was like the expectations and also just feeling like I had to be good all the time. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, the easiest was probably just that I truly do feel like I was maybe made to be an oldest child. Like I, I wouldn't want to be the youngest. The only thing I, that burns me about birth order, I feel like, and specifically mm-hmm. our situation, is I didn't want to be the youngest. I just wanted my parents to treat him the same way. Yeah. You wanted there to be some equality in mm-hmm. the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What would you say was the most annoying thing about being the oldest? I mean, obviously watching him do all the things and not get in trouble <laughs> for them. Like... I mean, obviously, it's like him doing all the things that I would never have gotten away with. It was so annoying. And even things like when he was in college showing up to a family tailgate, just really drunk. And my parents thought it was hilarious. (laughs) And I was like, if I had done this, you would have been mad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I would have gotten in so much trouble. Yeah. Probably yanked out of college, sent to rehab. Probably grounded, even though it was over 18. (laughs) That's not true. They probably wouldn't have done that, but... You get the picture. He did some things that I would have gotten in trouble for. It was annoying. Yeah. And I think because I'm the youngest, like, I think that is funny. (laughs) And And it's not. It's not funny. It it kind of is. Uh, Yeah, I know that drove both my sisters crazy. So would you change being the youngest or do you like being the youngest? Oh, no, I love being the youngest. I think the easiest part about being the youngest is that My parents had already learned what was worth arguing about and what wasn't and like what they needed to pay attention to and what they could kind of just let go. And I think honestly, my parents were just like kind of tired by the time I was a teenager and I was a good kid. Like I, I don't want to paint this picture that I was like crazy and like doing all these things that I shouldn't have been doing. I was pretty straight laced for the most part. I think it kind of comes down to the fact that parents of the first kid are like really honestly maybe anxious like trying to get it right oh a hundred percent yeah they don't know what they're doing it's trial and error and by the second one they both know what's worth paying attention to and also just care a lot less mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like a combo i feel like it's yeah. it, honestly between in, in a two sibling household i think the first child maybe gets parented too much and the second one gets parented not quite enough <laughs> yeah no, I would I would agree with that. It's a it's like a spectrum mm-hmm. <laughs> where it just you just move down the line the more kids that you have. Yeah. And I think too I absolutely got away with stuff that my sisters wouldn't have or I got to do a lot of things earlier like age-wise like I got to wear makeup if I wanted to when I was in 6th grade and both my sisters had to wait until they were in 8th grade. See, and I got that's to shave just my one legs. Of those annoying things <laughs> right there. I, yeah, I'm, I got I'm to shave speaking my legs on behalf earlier. of Martha and Sarah. <laughs> I know. You are feeling like such an oldest child to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I got to shave my legs earlier. And I also got a cell phone earlier than them, which I remember at the time was pretty blasphemous to Martha. At least I don't think Sarah probably knew that I was getting a cell phone. <laughs> but 
I would say, though, the most annoying thing about being the youngest is I definitely spent a lot of my younger years getting picked on by them (laughs) and ganged up on. And I felt like I couldn't really pick on them because they could always like turn it around and they were just older than me and taller and bigger and older and whatever. Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) Um, And then the hardest thing for me was probably just feeling like I was annoying and like being told I was annoying. And also on the flip side of what I just said, like having to wait until I was older to do stuff like, you know, they would get to go do things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't because I was eight or whatever. And then also like not being able to be a part of like the inside jokes that they had together and just things that they were experiencing because they were older than me. Do you think though that some of that is just that it's like a three sister kind of situation. So like you probably also had some inside jokes with Martha that Sarah probably wasn't in on. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think that still like plays out in the dynamic of our relationship today. Like we very much have like individual relationships with each other as well as a relationship with the three of us. But yeah, I think the three sibling is a pretty tricky dynamic. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm a really big fan of even numbers in kids. Like, I think if I accidentally had a third kid, I'd just go ahead and have a fourth. (laughs) Well, and I actually one time read a study about how parents of three children are the most unhappy. Oh, gosh, that's so sad. I, I know. And I think it's because there's always somebody that gets left out. If you have a family of five. Yeah. Basically, if you have an odd number, somebody's getting left out. Yeah, can't play games that need even teams. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So once you have kids, maybe two, maybe four, who knows? <laughs> maybe six. I don't know. No. no. Um, <laughs> but definitely not three or five. Do you feel like your knowledge of, you know, birth order and spacing and all of that, do you think it's going to impact like how quickly you want to have your kids and whatnot or – I feel like, I mean, obviously, we're not experts. We're just talking from our opinions or in our experiences. But uh, I do think that I would like to have my kids closer together than my brother and I are. And I know there was a reason that we were farther apart. And and I obviously love him and wouldn't change our childhood for the world. I just like the idea of a dynamic where I have two kids who are close together and like really good friends. Are we talking like one year apart, two years apart, three years apart? Where are we at? Maybe like two-ish, but also I don't have control over this timing, so <laughs> yeah, we'll see fair. how this happens. What about you? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we are super far apart and yeah, I wouldn't change it. But if I decide to have kids, I think, yeah, I would want them to be maybe two to three years apart, I think is probably pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Although having like two kids under four at the same time sounds kind of miserable. <laughs> I feel like it would be really hard for a few years and then it would pay off because once they're like old enough to like play independently together, I feel like that's the mm-hmm. dream. Yeah, totally. And I think it kind of eliminates probably to some extent the oldest child feeling like they are like a caretaker for the younger one when they're a little closer together. Yeah, that's true. Though I never really minded it because I was just really happy to have a brother. <laughs> He was your little baby doll. Mm -hmm. He was so cute when he was younger. I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that I burned him, I would like to say thanks to Pat for his time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Martha and Sarah, for just humoring me and uh, being interviewed.
And we know there are tons of pros and cons, no matter what order you fall in. But if you do Mm -hmm. want to let us know your experience, please email us at lightheartedpodcasts at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram for some super cute baby photos of us at lightheartedpod. See ya. Talk to you next week. 